Welcome to At the Crossroads Church weekly podcast. Our hope is that you will grow in your walk with God and be blessed and encouraged in your daily lives as you listen. You can visit us at our website at atthecrossroads.ca. Why don't we stand? We're just going to do a real quick word today, uh, just an encouragement for our fathers. Father, we thank you for your word. We honor you, Father. Uh, It's Father's Day, so we honor you, Heavenly Father. We thank you that you loved us so much that while we were yet sinners, you sent the most precious commodity in the universe, your son, and he laid down his life for us. And so we're so grateful. How much more will you not give us all things? You're such a good father. We honor you. We glorify you. We ask that you'd speak to our hearts today. And everybody said, amen. Amen. Awesome. So we're going to jump right into it. I just have a couple verses I want to share with you as an encouragement to fathers. Um, I want to start in Proverbs chapter 9. The title of my message today is um, A Father's Blessing. And this verse is really important. In Proverbs 9 verse 10 says, The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. And when we hear the word fear, many times we, we just kind of think of torment. We think of being afraid. We think of fight and flight, right? Flight and fight. We just we want to get away. We think of torment. But fear is something uh, more of a reverence. And, uh, you know, we have, my wife has this plaque in the bathroom. It says, character is doing the right thing when no one's looking. Okay, And so what the fear of the Lord is, is really recognizing or being aware of the presence of God in and with you. That God's eyes are always on you, so you're aware of God's presence. Another way to describe the fear of the Lord, I remember um, I was with Roger, and Roger shared this with me. It was so good. He said, uh, could you imagine you're sitting in your living room, and you got you know one slipper on, and your shirt's tucked out, and you, your hair's sticking up, and you're watching a movie, and all of a sudden in walks someone of stature, some, maybe a, a boss or the king of England. I can't say the queen anymore. Someone with, that comes in, or even a good friend, or you know comes in, and all of a sudden you're like, oh, you jump up, and you tidy your hair, and you, you make yourself presentable because you, you, you know what I mean? Eyes are there, right? People are there. And so this is the kind of the understanding of the fear of the Lord. Revering the presence of God, knowing that God can see everything that we do and we want to honor him, right? This is the beginning of wisdom. And so one of the verses, we'll go to the next slide here. Okay, Psalm 112, verse 1. It says, praise the Lord. Blessed, say blessed. Is the man who fears the Lord. Now, we, if you're a woman here, that includes you. You're a man with a womb. Woman. That's, that's the definition. If anyone wants me to give it, there you go. <laughs> Blessed is the man or the woman who fears the Lord, who delights greatly in his commands. So the fear of the Lord is being aware of God's presence, revering, respecting the Lord. Okay? But the next part is who delights greatly in his commandments. And so here's the thing. When we read the Bible, we pick it up. It's a book full of promises. And we like to look for the promises and the blessings of God in the scripture. And we should. But it's also a book with commands. Jesus gave us commandments in the New Testament. He says, I give you a new commandment that you're to love one another. We are commanded to, you know, forgive. We are commanded to dwell together in unity. We're commanded to turn from our sins. How many know a commandment is different than a suggestion? Big difference. And it says here, he who delights gratefully in his commands. To delight gratefully means, see the command, I was watching a documentary about um, 
uh, D-Day, when, you know, when the British, the Canadians, the Americans, and they stormed the beaches of Normandy. And for weeks ahead of time, they were practicing. They'd have these boats come up on the beaches. They'd drop the gates, and they would run out. And they were practicing how they would... They were commanded to practice so that they would survive the attack. Now, we know it was a slaughter. But if you're in the military, you know you you go and you train, and you have to do certain things. You're commanded to do things. And it's because when you get in a battle situation, you need to be equipped. Right? And so God commands things for our benefit. He wants us to be equipped for the battle. He says, he commands, I, you need to do this. But he's always thinking about our good. The enemy wants to think that he's just telling us what to do. No, he's commanding us because he knows what is right for us. Amen. Right? Yes. And so here's what the word delight means. To take pleasure in, to be bent or to incline towards, to cherish, okay? To be favorably disposed towards someone to love and desire. And so delight means to be bent or inclined towards. How many of you guys have ever been in a conversation in a, in a room full of people and you're talking to someone or somebody's talking to you and there's another conversation going on just right over here and you can hear it. And you're talking to this person, but you're like, yeah, yeah. And you're trying to listen to this conversation. You're leaning in towards what's being said. How many have ever done that? Just be honest, right? Okay. You try not to, you try not to, yeah, I got a kink in my neck. You know, you're listening in, but you're trying to be in two conversations. This is what it means when, when are we leaning towards the commandments of God saying, God, I want to incline, I want to incline my ear. I want to hear what you have to say, because there's a blessing that comes out of the commandments of God. And when we understand that, then we, we, we will have change. Now, you might say in this place, well, listen, I haven't feared the Lord. I haven't delighted in his commands. I got good news for you. His mercy is new every morning. Great is his faithfulness. So I don't want you to beat yourself up. You might have been a mess yesterday, but say today's a new day. Yes. I'm going to learn to fear the Lord, yes. to revere him. I'm going to learn to delight and lean into what God is saying to my life. Okay? Now... Here's the benefits, and we don't have time this morning to go through the whole chapter of Psalm 112, but he, if you read through it, here is the fruit or the benefit of delighting in the commands of the Lord. So it's telling us if you're the type of person who says, I'm going to lean in and listen to what God is commanding of me. You know, when God commands you to do something, it's not always comfortable, right? You know, Arnold Schwarzenegger, just there was a documentary thing that he did on Netflix and he was talking about how he was so excited that he moved into this apartment that was just above a gym. And he had just a little room and a little bed, just a mattress on the floor. And he goes, I could work out for eight hours a day. He was, I can't do his accent. But he, he would work out for eight. Who wants to work out for eight hours a day? And the thing is, when you start, you start working out, it's not fun. You're like, oh, man, I got to do you know, 20 minutes. Oh, my goodness, this is going to last forever. And you don't want, you don't want to do it. But you can get to a place where you actually delight in the, the pressure because it's, it's producing change in your life. And he began to realize, I can be world champion. I can be a movie star if I can just endure the commandments of working this thing. And that's what happens when you endure the commandments of the Lord and you delight realizing that it's going to bring prosperity. You begin to lean into God's word and say, God, I don't even want to do this, but you say to do it, I'm going to do it. Because it's going to have a benefit. So verse 1 says, we need to fear the Lord, delight in His commands. 
The rest of the chapter is the fruit. This is what it is. His descendants, and I'll say her descendants as well, will be great in the earth. You'll be great in the earth. He will be blessed. That means the word blessed means to be adored, to be saluted. There will be wealth and riches in his house. Want blessing and prosperity? Fear the Lord and incline to his word. His righteousness will stand forever. Next one. Even in dark times, there'll be light that will arise in the situation and deliver you. He will be gracious, full of compassion and righteousness. You'll be a gracious person. You'll be full of compassion. You'll be full of righteousness. He will not be afraid of evil news. How many know we listen to the news and there's all kinds of evil going on? I got news for you. It's been like that for our grandparents and generations before. You know, they had, you know, we talk about how bad the pandemic has been and COVID, and it, and it was, and it wasn't good, and there's some trauma. From, I understand that, but. I didn't go through World War II and World War I. Some of our, you know, generations have. So it's all, there's always going to be bad news, but we will not be afraid of evil news. Why? Because we fear the Lord. His heart will be focused in trusting the Lord. Next one. His heart will be established and he will not be afraid. Isn't that good news? Amen. So, you know, we have to realize that God wants us to pass these virtues on to the next generation. Yes. And so how do we do that? We do that by fearing the Lord and delighting in His commands. Amen. And then the blessing and the fruit that will come will be those ten things, right? The world's idea of successful parenting is to raise versatile, well-educated, and happy kids. And that looks really good on the surface, but God's idea of successful parenting is to raise unmovable, okay, well-empowered by the Holy Ghost, and holy kids. Because if you're unmovable in, in what you believe and you have a stance, see, we can be versatile, say, you know, I, I'm just going to get along and be like everyone else and agree with everyone else. That versatility, that's not what the kingdom, God calls us to be unmovable, unshakable in our faith, in our love for God, in our character, in our morals, right? That's what God is looking for in us and in our kids. Isn't that what he's looking for? And it's so great that we can actually celebrate our differences. Because how, how many know we're all different? Every single one of you have a gift. You have something unique and special. And what I want to do with my children, I hope I do it well, is I want to celebrate the gift that they have. I celebrate my son's gift and what he's good at with computers and, uh, and stuff like that. And I celebrate Jonas in worship. You, everyone has something. If we celebrate it and you celebrate the gift, the gift will make them unmovable. And it will bring him to places of success. Amen? Amen? We're empowered by the Holy Ghost. And it's better to be holy than it is to be happy. Because if you're holy, all those ten blessings will come. And in the end, you'll be happy. But if you pursue happiness, you're going to feel empty. Does that make sense? And so, the first promise for revering and desiring God's word is that our descendants will be great in the earth. And you might be in this place and you say, you know, I'm 99 years of age. I'm 100. You still got breath in your lungs. I want to say this. You're still breathing. His mercy is new every morning. You can change tomorrow. You can change tomorrow. You can change right now. Say, God, I choose right now to fear the Lord 
and follow his commands. Don't let shame and guilt come in. Just kick it out and just say, God, thank you that your mercy is new. Great is your faithfulness. And watch what God will do in your life. Amen? Amen. Let's stand for a moment. I just want to... Uh, Give this little encouragement to fathers today. My, pa my pastor, Rick, sent this to me, and I want to read it over you guys. Um, we recognize today that Father's Day is a great celebration for many, yet one of the most challenging for others. So this is why we have this tribute. This is my tribute to all the fathers of ATC. In a world that belittles, makes jokes of, mocks, laughs at, and ridicules what men uh, about men, we say, get thee behind me, Satan the accuser, this day. We honor the dads in this house this day. I honor you men today who have worked hard, made sacrifices over the short haul, the long haul, for their wives, for their families, right? that God has entrusted to them, to all the men who have had to work overtime shifts, long hours, even two or three jobs to support their families and pay to pave a way for the generations to succeed in the future, we honor you this day. To all the men and fathers who have tried with all their heart to serve their wives and families, yet at times you feel it's not always appreciated or even noticed or good enough, we honor you this day and we declare that God has noticed it. We say your labor of love has not been in vain to all the fathers and men who love God and yet feel inferior at times to other Christians because of your lack of education, your lack of upbringing, because of addictions or shortcomings, and even some with that have a father wound who had broken fathers himself. We affirm God's acceptance and his affirmation over you this day. And we say you are an amazing gift to us, the body of Christ. To all the dads who have daily led your families in devotions and prayers and have prayed with your spouse and children and to all the ones who have wished that they would have and desired to but were not able to because of limitations, busyness, or tiredness, we say honor to you this day. We bless you in Jesus' name. To all the dads who have stayed the course and have been faithful to your spouse, family, and to God, we say honor, blessings, and favor to you this day. To all the dads who have missed the mark, fallen short, caused pain in the family, whether through personal struggles, anger, addiction, or hindrance, we say God's forgiveness is rich towards you today. And we release his forgiveness to you. We also decree better days ahead for you and your family. We say freedom from the blood of the cross to be released upon you today. To dads who have stayed connected to their spouses and children over the long haul, and to the senior dads, we honor you today. To the middle-aged dads, to the brand-new dads, we honor you today. So awesome to have you with us, right? And we pray, um, even for dads who are struggling, for all the dads who have put their dreams and desires aside unselfishly to see their family's needs met, education, and future blessings to come upon, uh, we appreciate and we honor you this day. To all the fathers who have protected your families from vice, from enemies, from evil companionship, compromising ways, you've led your families in the ways of God, we say honor to you this day. Finally, to all the men and dads and those who have their own children today, we say relax, reflect, rejoice, renew, and enjoy this day. And even those who are foster dads, or not able to have their own kids who have poured into nephews and nieces and other children. We bless you and honor you as fathers today. In Jesus' name, may God's blessing be upon you. Thank you for listening. We hope that you enjoyed our message. 
If you are in the Quinty West area, we would love to have you visit us on Sunday morning at 24 Dundas Street West, Trenton, Ontario. Check out our service times on our website at atthecrossroads.ca.